0: You are listening to Not Your
1: Average CEO Lifeline with your hosts Danielle Cuomo, CEO, and Nicole Galicio, COO. We are here to provide you with a vital lifeline to executive advice that you've never heard before. We have the resources and the tactics to help you reach the next level. Whether you are just starting out or you've been in business for decades, listen in for exclusive tips and content to meet your needs. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Not Your Average CEO Lifeline. Today, we are going to talk about Zen for Success. We have special guest Jeff Eshleman with us. Jeff, welcome. Can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your background as a Not Your Average CEO?
2: Absolutely, Nicole, and thanks for having me. Uh, In short, I would call myself a warrior. I actually started really early in my life in the armed services. I went into a very peacetime army, but while I was in the service, it was desert storm time. So I found myself in Iraq and Saudi Arabia. And I was 20 years old when I was coming back from that experience. And I knew that I'd probably seen and been asked to do the worst things that I'd ever have to do in my life. And so far today at age 53, that is still true. After I got back here, I went into my career in the home building business where uh, I just actually retired from a 30-year career in home building in March of this year. I was on the job as a construction supervisor. I moved through various levels of mid-level management into senior management. And then for the last 12 years of my career, I was a senior level executive and basically ran the company. So today I've retired and became uh, become an executive coach, and so I help my clients and companies do a lot of the same things that I used to do in business, which are really centered around people, and my kind of holy grail is operational excellence. So I'm sure there's a lot of things that we could dive into today and looking forward to it.
0: Yes. And thank you again, Jeff, for, for being here. And um, I do want to say thank you for your service. That's um, an incredible gift that you give to us in this country. Um, but as as we talked about um, before, our topic is Zen for Success. And Nicole and I were both commenting how much we love that title. And I'd love to hear about your definition of that for us.
2: Sure. And this for me, uh, Danielle was born out of problems actually and and so i you know have just encountered things through my life as as a husband and a father and a busy executive and trying to do all of these things or what i call roles in my life and you know have had varying levels of success uh the best analogy i've ever came up with is the old spinning of plates right and i think that i became about as good as you could get at the plate spinning but if you're really just good at plate spinning and there's not really like an outcome to that, then it, it makes it kind of pointless. Um, and that, that's even if you are good at the game. So I came up with the Zen for Success formula for me because it really helped crystallize for me what was important in my life. And then not only kept it in perspective and focus on a day-to-day basis, But it also gave me my North Star. So there's three different elements to the Zen for Success process. What I call the North Star is my one-page plan. So I've created this for my, my own life. Pretty much all of my tools are born out of what I've learned in business. And then I started applying them to my personal life throughout my career And then I started helping other people implement that. And then that's what I do now as a coach. So I help people create a one-page plan for their life, which has things on it like core values and core competencies and core purpose. I call the one-page plan the North Star for your life. And then the second part is what I actually call the Zen for Success process. And my tagline for that Zen for Success is checking out so you can check in. And so what are you checking out on? Your day-to-day life right because we all know life comes at us pretty quick i'm sure everybody all of our listeners have these same type of roles that they have in their life like i do it might be mother versus father or things of that nature but we all have a lot of these roles and so life comes at us pretty quick and if you don't have a touchstone or a place where you can ground yourself i call it white space than you know any given month, any given—I mean, heck—if you're not paying attention, a whole year can fly by, and you know you'll find yourself saying, "Wow, how did I get here?" Or I thought I was going to make more progress than this. So, the Zen for Success process is the middle part, and then maybe I'll take a a pause and see if there's any questions. The third part is Carpe Diem, and I can tell you a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, that's have, have you. a question. <laughs> Go ahead, Nicole.
1: Yeah. So, what? Do you see people typically choose as their checking out or their, their white noise, I think you called it. it, just for our listeners, like, are they, is maybe, is it reading? Is it meditation? You know, what do you typically coach them on in choosing this checking out, you know, Process. formula for them? Yeah.
2: Right. And it, it's white space. You want to create white space. White, Sorry. White yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to, you want to, white noise is what we hear every yeah. day in the background. I
1: hear it. Oh, yeah. I hear it. My daughter's fall asleep to white noise and that's their Zen. You know, I turn it on, they're out. So that's why my right. brain is choosing white noise.
2: Right. So I've got an entire process around this, Nicole. And I, I personally take an entire day once a month and I'm into going places that are not my regular routine. So not staying at my home, not going into the office. I like, I'm, I'm a big fan of nature. So it works well for me to go outside, right? I I like to go and be in places I'm in the Southwest. So I'm pretty fortunate. I can go here to Sedona or the grand Canyon or just in places like that, that make me think bigger than what my life is. And my entire process is the first half of the day. And I don't, I'll tell you this up front. I don't ask any of my clients to do what I do chapter and verse. I share with them the ideas. I share with them the principles. And then we find something that is idiosyncratic for them that works and it resonates in their life. But for me personally, I take the entire first half of the day. So basically from when I start to around lunchtime and it's a wholesale review of the previous month. So I just did this last week on the 31st and it was a wholesale review of July. So what, well, what went well, what didn't I'm reviewing my goals. I'm reviewing all my vital metrics and my vital metrics are things like what is my body fat percentage or how much money is in my checking account or how much is in savings. Or I said that I was going to call my mom at least three times in July. Did I do it or did I not? Right. And then the second half of the day, I build out a plan, which here we are into the 4th of August. I'm building a plan to crush it right now.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, Jeff, I'd like to just pivot a little bit and talk about some of the clients that that you're working with. What do you see the biggest mistake that they make when, when it comes to success of a team culture?
2: success of a team culture. Okay. So within business, the biggest mistakes I see are around people. And so that would be, I can't tell you for every CEO that I work with that doesn't even really have an effective job description for a position that they might be hiring for. Because if you don't tell the world what you want in writing, then you're going to get what you get. So uh, and it's not just having an accurate job description. It's what is your process for hiring? How do you make sure that you've quantified what are the core values in your organization? What's important to you? And if you don't have all those criteria spelled out, then you're just hiring whoever you're, you can get versus somebody that not only matches the skill set that you want, but culture is so vitally important to the equation. Follow-up to effective hiring is effective onboarding. Once you have a brand new team member in your organization, the first part of when they start in your organization is critical to success. And if you do not have an intentional process about how you're going to onboard a new team member, again, you're going to get what you get. And then the other part would be once you have established team members, and we all have established team members in our organization, how are How are we communicating with our team? And I'm not just talking about, you know, having foosball tables and, you know, lunch on Fridays. If you don't have frequent and structured and regular communication where you're not only communicating how the business is doing, which is vital, what our business objectives are, but the most important part. And here's what I don't want to say almost nobody gets, but almost nobody gets is Then they don't go to the next level and tell that team member how what they do on a day to day basis, how their job description affects the bigger picture, the bigger company, the bigger organization, our bigger mission. So there's three quick things on people. And then the other side of the equation, Danielle, is is the metrics and and all of that. But that's the first kind of riff on people.
0: Terrific. Terrific. And, and what tips could you offer our audience um, about building an exceptional team? Also along those same lines, does it differ if you're talking about a remote team versus and I,
2: I don't know that it, I don't know that it does differ to maybe just hit on that last part. I, I would also admit that I don't have as much experience with virtual teams as I do, but I do have experience with remote teams. So I guess I've never been asked that before. So I think there is a lot of parallels there. So let me give you a specific tool as I was referring to with with recruiting and job descriptions, for example. Here's mistake number one that I think most companies, well, maybe it's mistake number two. If mistake number one is not having an accurate job description, mistake number two would be not setting the bar high enough. And I know that feels almost incongruent to say in these days when it's really hard to get good people but if you really want to get great people i think you need to set a high bar for who you're looking for i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, shackleton he's the he's the guy that led the first expedition to the south pole and like back in the 1900s when he was trying to put a team together for that expedition he, he wrote a, and he put an ad in the paper and it said, men wanted for hazardous journey, low wages, bitter, cold, long hours of complete darkness. (laughs) Yeah. Self safe return, doubtful, but however,
1: (laughs) right. However,
2: (laughs) if we succeed, you know, you'll have a lifetime of notoriety and success. And so he was saying to the masses, right? Like, He was painting a picture about what that mission was going to be perilous as it was, but he was only looking for a select kind of people for this mission. And so by painting a more specific picture and by setting a high bar for what you're looking for, for your team. And I, you know, I'm, I've been doing business in the nineties and the two thousands, and then up to this current era And Even though it's not Shackleton-like expeditions that were going on, by taking the tone of that and setting the bar high for what you expect from your team, one of the best leadership principles that I've ever heard and then employed in my career was give people a reputation to live up to. That's Dale Carnegie 101.
0: As an executive, we know that it can be difficult to manage your work-life balance Find time to tackle all the items on that to-do list, or determine next steps to bring your business to the next level. Virtual Assist USA is your solution. Whether you need someone to help you with those daily tasks, or you would like to speak to someone about strategies for the next steps for your business, we are here to help. Find us today at www.virtualassistusa.com to find out what else we can do for you.
1: I've been in recruiting in HR for quite a long time. And I've never heard someone say, you know, painting a picture and and being more specific in a job description and interview process. And I I think it is needed right now, especially as you said, it's, it's hard to find good employees. It's hard to find people that align with you, especially if you're not putting that out there. If you're not saying this is my core value, these are my missions and my vision uh, I, I really, it, it's going to make me think, and it's going to stick with me for the next couple of months as, as we adjust in our recruiting process, you know, painting a picture and yes, setting the bar high, um, and expectations that are, are going to be needed for a position. I, I really, that resonated with me, Jeff. So, so thank you for, for pointing that out. I, I really enjoyed the painting a picture, um, right. you know, for effective
0: hiring. Absolutely. That's something I know that, that I'm going to keep in mind as well. Um, so Jeff, my final question to you that I think would be helpful for our audience to know is how can they begin to create this life of harmony that we're talking about?
2: Well, step number one for the creating the life of harmony is getting clear on what you really want. That's why going through the, an exercise like creating a one page plan your life is so important. So, and that's what I see with my clients is the vision for the future is not clear. Now, once you have a clear vision, that's great. But if you don't have a plan to get there, that's step number two. So the word that I love to use here is intentional, right? So everything that I'm trying to do in my life and that I'm trying to get my clients to do is take an intentional view of what that future looks like, and then build that into the systems and processes that you follow on. Again, my example is create a great plan for the year, break that down monthly, go after your plans every week and every day. Again, I didn't mention carpe diem, maybe I'll just put that in there. So carpe diem is what I do every day. And so I call it, how do I operationalize what's on my one page plan for life? Because what we do every day matters. And I think far few people really put that in perspective. So think about your own personal self-care, your mental well-being, your physical well-being. And we all know how this goes. If you're, if you're a busy you know, CEO and mother and all these other roles that you have in your life, you know oftentimes what i see with my ceo clients is it the first thing that takes a backseat is either their physical or their mental well-being and that can't be everybody in our audience knows that that's not sustainable right and so if you want to create intention in your life and you want to create a path and i'm telling you you can do all of these things because i have done them i've not just spun the plates but I've had a vision for my life and I've done it in harmony. And so when you can create the vision, when you can create the plan and then you can create the space again, white space to check in on how your life is going. And now again, I'll use the word with intention. That's where life becomes harmony. And so for me, harmony is, is really the antithesis of work-life balance because work-life balance to me it's at first I was saying it it was the wrong it, it was it was just not accurate but what it actually is is just the wrong measurement right if you put everything in in a bowl let's say it's an old apothecary scale and you put everything from work in one bowl and everything else in your life in the other like how's that supposed to balance like that's not how life works, right? So that's why I'm into creating these systems and processes that lead to harmony.
1: You definitely created a picture that we have not seen before on this podcast. And we talked to a lot of CEOs and different views on the, I'm going to quote it, the work-life balance, right? And I really enjoyed that you said it is, you can't just put everything to one other bucket, right? It there it's a bridge and it you are one person who does everything in your personal life and everything in your work life and if you're not sustained physically and mentally then nothing else can be sustained with it so thank you for bringing that to our listeners front of mind absolutely so our our podcast is called Not Your Average CEO, and you've had quite the the career that you explained. So I feel our listeners already know how you became Not Your Average CEO. So can you explain to us though what Not Your Average CEO, you know, what that term means to you?
2: What it means to me is, and, and I coach a lot of executive leaders as well as CEOs. And, and when I'm talking about leading people, I call leadership like what you do in addition to your day job. So all of us as CEOs or founders have these list of responsibilities and things that we have to do, earning capital for our business, providing the vision, things of that nature that a CEO does. And we do probably have a handful of direct reports. But leadership to me is what you do in addition to your day job. So everybody has a day job and a job description and things that you're responsible for but to invest in other people in leadership and this is it's it's not sexy things it is writing handwritten notes to people it is making somebody that you just hired that that just went through the process if you have an exceptional onboarding process that you put people through why don't organizations have successful onboarding processes because it's not like there's no script for it but if you go out of your way and you create intentional processes where you onboard people and you make them feel welcome how many people have ever gotten a handwritten note from the ceo even if, the, if this was two or three layers deep from the person who who actually did the you know the hiring manager what if they got a handwritten note You know, A, from the hiring manager, but B, what if they got one from the CEO of the company saying, Hey, Phyllis, you know, welcome to XYZ. We can't wait for you to, you know, get started here. And then when Phyllis shows up and she has a robust onboarding process that she's going through, she gets assigned somebody that's her onboarding buddy, somebody that's been with the company for a couple of years. So even if your robust system has a couple of holes in it, her onboarding buddy could help with like, how much different is that than what most organizations do today? And when I say different, that's code for better. So all of these things, leadership in general, it's just hard work. And that's, that's, what, that's how I think we should be grooming leaders today is to understand that leadership is what you do in addition to your day job. And it is part of the description. Now, not everybody will do that, but good leaders will.
1: I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. Can you tell our audience where they can find out more about you and, and hear more of these great things that you have to 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 say and um, where they can find you as, as a coach?
2: Absolutely. So the best place to find me is on my website. And so that's jeffeschleman.com. I'll spell that out just because my last name's got a handful of uh, letters. So it's J-E-F-F e s c h l i m a n. So jeffeschleman.com. And if you go on my website, you could take a quick harmony quiz to find out how much harmony you have in your life. I've got videos that expound on these three elements that we've talked a little bit about today on the show or you can just hit me up and we can connect directly if you'd like to chat. And you know, lastly, I know you know, as well as anybody that leading in today's turbulent times is as difficult as it's ever been. And, and I've been there and I understand, and, and I hope what I've shared today is helpful. And I hope, I hope you've gotten value.
1: Thank you so much, Jeff. We have definitely appreciated having you on the show. You've been listening to not your average CEO lifeline with your hosts Danielle Cuomo, CEO and Nicole Glitchio L's COO. This podcast has been sponsored by virtual assist USA. If you'd like to know more about the hosts or exploring virtual assistant services, visit virtualassistusa.com for more information.